If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Good afternoon, evening, or morning. This is your old Uncle Mosh with Raiders Fan Radio, and you are in for a treat. Sit back and get ready to listen to one of the most insanely knowledgeable people you will ever meet talk about our beloved Raiders. Another episode coming your way of Silver and Black Flashback by Rich Schmelter, the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia. As always, thank you so much, Uncle Mosh, for your kind words. They're most appreciated. And to my man Murph, Thank you so much for the great opportunity you give me to be a part of Raiders Fan Radio, as well as being part of a network that helps out so many through the One Nation Foundation that benefits Raiders-related charities. And to all my silver and black brothers and sisters listening around the world, I am so proud to bring you stories of the people and moments that helped make our Raiders history so glorious. All right, Raider Nation, let's get going on our time together. After watching Josh Jacobs tear through the Seattle defense last week, it hit me quick as to what this week's show was going to be about. The night our beloved badasses laid waste to the Seattle Seahawks on November 30th, 1987, and also made a great two-sport superstar, Bo Jackson, a Raider legend. To be skilled at one sport on the professional level is amazing enough, but to have the ability to perform in two is something almost unimaginable, unless the person in question is Bo Jackson, who captivated the sports world in the late 1980s by excelling at baseball and football. After winning the 1985 Heisman Trophy at Auburn University and being drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as their first-round draft pick in 1986, Jackson decided to play professional baseball for the Kansas City Royals. His decision was made when Tampa Bay officials did not want him to risk injury by playing baseball in the spring before getting a chance to come to training camp. After the Buccaneers management told Jackson to make a decision, he chose the diamond over the gridiron. One year of minor league ball followed, and by 1987, he was in the major leagues as an outfielder where he blasted out 22 home runs, batted in 53 runs, and stole 10 bases. Seeing that Jackson never signed with Tampa Bay up to the following draft, he once again became eligible for the 1987 draft. It was at that time that the Raiders took a chance with their seventh-round draft choice and selected the athletic marvel. Renegade owner Al Davis did not want to hinder Jackson by giving him the same ultimatum that Tampa Bay did. Davis allowed him the opportunity to play both sports. So after the baseball season ended, Jackson would then report to the Raiders on a part-time basis. Jackson's impact on both sports reached legendary heights. He came to the Raiders halfway through the 87 season and ran for 554 yards on only 81 carries, but it was on a Monday night football telecast on the final day of November in 1987 that truly began his rise to a silver and black legend. It was also Bo's 25th birthday, 
but it was him that gave the present to all Raider fans. The Los Angeles Raiders started off the 1987 season in typical fashion, winning their first three games. Following the second game of the year, the NFL Players Association went on strike. Different from the 1982 player strike that reduced the season to nine regular season games, the league only canceled the third week of the schedule and kept things going by using a squad made up of free agents and rookies for the next three games. The Raiders won their first replacement game and were in first place in the AFC Western Division. It was then that things came crashing down hard on the team. The replacement team lost their next two games, and when the strike was over, the regulars dropped five in a row to give the Raiders seven straight losses, which was the team's worst losing streak since 1962. Bo Jackson joined the Raiders in time for their Week 8 matchup against the New England Patriots, and he ran for a total of 37 yards on eight carries, but the team was still in the middle of their slide, posting an 0-4 record after Bo's arrival. By Week 12 of the NFL season, the Raiders seemed to see no hopes in salvaging the year, and a trip to Seattle was set to finish up that week's games on Monday Night Football in the Kingdome, which was regarded as the Temple of Doom for the Raiders, where in nine previous trips, counting one playoff matchup, the Raiders had only two wins and were riding a five-game losing streak in the Kingdome. On their last trip to Seattle, the Raiders were mauled 37-0, giving them their first loss by shutout in six years. And the place was loud, which was a major understatement. The crowd was nicknamed the 12th man due to making things very tough on opposing teams with their vocal cords, shattering sound meters all across the great Northwest. Things looked to continue to be bleak for the 87 Raiders when they first arrived in Seattle. At 3-7, they had to face the 7-3 Seahawks, winners of five of their last six games, and were looking like a solid bet to book their tickets to the postseason. However, it seemed like the Raiders had one thing on their side, which was an amazing 24-5-1 record on Monday Night Football heading into this game. The game started off with Seattle winning the coin toss, which is one of the only things that went their way on this evening. The Los Angeles defense stopped Seattle on three straight downs on their first possession. And following a punt, Bo Jackson got his first chance to carry the ball, but it was nothing to indicate what he would do throughout this game. On the Raiders' first offensive play, Jackson tried to run off the right side, but was dropped for a loss of one yard. Two passes to Doki Williams for Mark Wilson gained 23 yards, and Marcus Allen ran for six more to get the Raiders to the Seattle 35. Once again, Jackson carried, this time on a sweep around the left end, but again lost one yard, and worse yet, he fumbled the ball to kill what seemed to be a solid drive. Seattle took advantage of the turnover by going on a scoring drive that was capped off when David Craig threw a 19-yard pass to Daryl Turner, and following the extra point kick, Seattle was up 7-0 with 5 minutes and 19 seconds left in the first quarter. After a holding penalty on the ensuing kickoff had the Raiders start on their own 12, they then got things going in the right direction. Bo started this drive off with a gain of 4 yards off right guard, and 5 plays later, Wilson connected with James Lofton on a 46-yard scoring strike. Following Chris Barr's extra point, the game was knotted at 7-7 at the end of the first quarter. But with 57 seconds left in the first quarter, Jackson tore off a 15-yard gain off right tackle, and that was the beginning of a record-setting night for the superstar from Auburn. The second quarter got underway with Jackson running off left tackle for a pickup of 12, 
and then added two more yards on the following play off the right side. A Wilson to Todd Christensen pass added 11 more yards to the Raiders' advance. Allen then ran for three yards to place the ball on the Seattle 14. And on the next play, Wilson dropped back and threw the ball to Jackson. Defensive back Kenny Easley fell down and Bo caught his first touchdown pass as a professional. Barr's extra point kick then made it 14-7 and the Raiders never looked back. The Raiders' defense stopped Seattle on three straight plays and following the punt, the Los Angeles offense once again took over, but this time on their own five-yard line. Wilson tried a deep sideline pass to Lofton, but it fell incomplete. Allen then ran off left tackle for a gain of four, placing the ball on the Los Angeles nine and facing a third and six situation. Instead of passing from deep in his own territory, Wilson placed the ball in Jackson's hands, and the end result became one of the all-time greatest highlights in Monday night football history. Jackson attacked off left tackle, got around the end, where safety Eugene Robinson dove in desperation to try to stop him. Jackson then turned upfield and got in the clear all the way down the sidelines. He was considered the fastest man in football and lived up to that status by outrunning everyone in pursuit to complete the 91-yard touchdown run. With Barr's extra point kick, the Raiders were now in total command at 21-7. That run broke Kenny King's seven-year-old team record of 89 yards set in 1980 against the San Diego Chargers. And the run was so exciting to watch that teammates Rod Martin, Lyndon King, and Greg Townsend chased Bo up into the Kingdome runway behind the end zone where Jackson was taking a cool-down jog. That was Jackson's seventh carry of the game, and he did not carry the ball during the remaining nine and a half minutes of the first half after gaining 122 yards on those seven carries for an incredible 17.4 yards per carry average. And in the meantime... Los Angeles extended their lead to 27-7 at the end of the first half on a pair of Chris Barr field goals from 23 and 47 yards out. The Raiders received the second half kickoff, and Bo was still warmed up from his record-setting run. He ran off right tackle for six yards, and on the next play, he carried once again off right tackle, this time for a pickup of 42 yards. And then, four plays later, from the Seattle two-yard line, Bo created another unforgettable highlight. Jackson, along with Seattle's linebacker Brian Bosworth, were two of the most famous athletes alive at this time. Bo was a curiosity because he was a Heisman Trophy winner who went on to play Major League Baseball, but said he also wanted to play for the Raiders as a hobby. The Boz was one of the best linebackers college football had ever seen during his time as an Oklahoma Sooner. He could bench press 450 pounds and was famous because he was one of the most fearless, most outlandish characters in sports. He was also a master of self-promotion. It was felt by many that it was hard to dislike Bo Jackson, but very easy to dislike Brian Bosworth. And prior to the game, the Boz insulted Jackson and promised at a media event before the game to contain Jackson. That was so not a good idea, Boz. So, on third and one from the Seattle Two, Jackson took a pitch out, plowed into Bosworth with all the fury inside his 230-pound rock-solid frame and just drove the Boz into the ground, running him over like a steamroller for a touchdown. Raider Nation, if you never saw it, please check it out on YouTube. It is awesome. The seven-play, 75-yard drive was capped off by Barr's extra point, making it a 34-7 blowout. 
Jackson had two more carries in the third quarter, and on the Raiders' next offensive series, he carried for 25 yards on a reverse handoff around the left side, and three plays later, he ran off left guard for five more. That then gave him 202 yards on just 12 carries. That drive ended with Barr kicking a 23-yard field goal to extend the Raider lead to 37-7 with just over five minutes still left in the third quarter. Jackson carried two more times in the third quarter for gains of six and two yards. And on the Raiders' first offensive series of the fourth quarter, he ran for three, one, and seven yards off the left side before carrying for the 18th and final time in the game. On his last carry, he was stopped for no gain. But in those 18 carries, Bo Jackson rambled for a new single-game team rushing record of 221 yards. The old record of 200 yards was set by the great Clem Daniels against the New York Jets in 1963. Jackson also finished the game with an 8.1 yards per carry average. Bo's performance was the 13th best single-game rushing day up to that time. And as a team, the Raiders set a team record with 356 rushing yards. This was also the Raiders' 250th all-time win, which was the most in the NFL since 1960. And this win also gave the team a 25-5-1 record on Monday Night Football. And guess what? That was also the best of any team in the business. The final score went into the history books at 37-14, and the Raiders finished the season at 5-10. The athletic abilities displayed by Bo Jackson may never be seen again. But for those who witnessed his incredible talent at the highest levels of competition, it was truly a gift. Jackson's complete biography is going to be featured on a future episode of Silver and Black Flashback. But for now, I just want to say thank you, Mr. Bo Jackson, for making the decision to not only be a Raider, but a team legend as well. And that wraps up our time together on this episode of Silver and Black Flashback. And before closing out this show, I want to dish out major respect to every one of the listeners who tune into this show, you are the best. And with that, I will close out our time together like I always do with the words I embrace every day. So until the next time we get back together once again, here it comes and say it with me, everyone. Ready? Love you, Raider Nation. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.